What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Des Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Lad here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Jessica Schroeder with Expedition Wellness. How's it going, Jess? Hey, how's it going? Good. Going good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me as well. So let's get started by having you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Jess Schrader, like uh, Brian said, and um, I am a registered and licensed dietitian. I uh, actually got started in um, school districts. I worked for the West Des Moines School District for two years, uh, developing menus, working with the kiddos, um, all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, Then I went on to Mercy Hospital and got to really work in a wide variety of areas. Um, I was a relief dietitian, so that means I worked in, you name it, I worked in cancer, I worked in GI, I worked in weight loss, I worked in renal, um, so got lots of experience. But that's also really where I found my my passion and my love for um, weight loss and actually you know, connecting and working with people one-on-one. Um, I didn't have that in the hospital, and I found that that's really what I wanted, and I really craved that connection. Um, so I started working uh, with um, Cook Facial Plastic Surgery and the Spot West Glen uh, about eight years ago, and worked with them for about seven years, um, really just developing a weight loss program and um, kind of a whole health integrative um, health program. So, and then about a year ago. I started my own business and um, kind of broke away from that, and it's been awesome. And I've developed my own uh, weight loss and wellness program, and I just really work to help my clients uh, not only lose weight, but just live happy, healthy lives in whatever way or form that might be. Um, You know, I sometimes am also considered a therapist, but obviously not by practice. I don't have that degree, but, you know, I'm really here, you know, to help my clients in whatever ways they're really needing it. Awesome. Well, congrats on making it to the year mark. That's just super. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the dietetics world and kind of what led you down that path. Yeah. So I guess it actually kind of goes back to my background. I I, I grew up in a small town. I grew up in West Liberty, Iowa. It's a small town between Iowa City and Muscatine. And um, it was there that I I was, uh, I'm a marathoner now, but I was a, a track runner back then. And I, I was reading up on all this nutrition stuff. I mean, gosh, this would have been 2003, (laughs) um, reading up on whatever information I could find on the internet, which who knows what what that was, but, um, just, I became obsessed with like, just learning how to feel my body better. And honestly, back in the early two thousands, dietitians really weren't very well known. Um, you know, like I had never heard of a dietitian. I didn't know what a dietitian was. 
Um, and it just so happened that I was taking this course my senior year in high school through a local community college that was, um, it was a health course to basically become a certified nursing assistant. Um, but through that, my professor was like, what do you, what are you interested in? And cause I told her nursing was actually not what I was interested in. <laughs> and, uh, so she got a dietitian to come and speak to our class. And it was kind of from that, that's kind of what then spiraled me to want to pursue dietetics and, um, along with my passion and love for learning how to fuel my body better. And, um, you know, I, that year, that track season, I, I went from being a very average runner to, you know, making it to state, almost breaking the school record in the 1500 and doing all kinds of things that I never thought would be even possible. And I still, to this day, attribute it to my change in eating because I grew up eating terrible. And <laughs> So I, I still to this day attribute it to that. So, and obviously hard work, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of extra running and miles and whatnot, but, um, feeling your body is, you know, really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like I grew up kind of the same way. Like I'd eat whatever I could and really, I didn't know anything about food or nutrition at all. And we didn't learn it. Yeah. Yeah. you know, we grew up on that like Midwest meat and potatoes style diet, you know, yeah. so, there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but you know, there's, there's a whole other side to it. And especially from the performance aspect, like nutrition is, is huge. So yeah. what, uh, what really interests you about like the weight loss and like what sparked kind of that in you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of it came down to just being able to help people one-on-one and being able to transform their lives and like seeing that and seeing that progress and seeing how eating healthy could change, change them and in so many different ways. So I, I still get teary eyed when I get texts or when I get different messages or when people tell me different, like little, you know, accolades or little things that they're able to do now that they weren't able to do before and that's really what it's all about. And that's why I do what I do. It's to help these people live their best lives. And a lot of times their weight or even just purely being tired all the time because they're not eating the right foods, um, then leads them to not live their best life. Or maybe they're crabby or moody or emotional, you know, a lot because they're not eating the right foods. And so a lot of my clients will be like, well, I'm not tired all the time anymore, or I, I'm not so moody, or I can get up off the floor. I heard that a couple of times yesterday when I was talking with uh, clients, like just the weight loss in general, they didn't even realize that they were struggling to get off the floor, like, you know, get up off the floor, not because of their age, but because of their weight. Sure. And when they realized that, and then they voiced it to me, I'm just like, wow, like, that's crazy that they couldn't even get up off the floor, you know? And so just, it's things like that, that really motivate me and, and just really, that's my passion is helping people do that. That's awesome. Can you um, just kind of walk us through like what it would look like for a new client to work with you? Yeah. So I, I love to always start with um, a complimentary consultation. Um, I think it's really important to not only meet your coach and dietitian, but for me to meet the client, make sure it's a good fit and make sure that, you know, they're here for the right reasons too. Um, I think that's important, but I also like to review, 
review the program and, and make sure that it's a good fit for them and make sure that they understand what they're getting into as well. Cause it is hard work and it is a challenge, but it's so worth it in the end, you know? Um, and then from there we would schedule their initial consultation and that's a 60 minute, uh, consultation where we, we dive in deeper. You know, I have a, like a whole guidebook that goes through all the details of the program and what to expect and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we do, um, an in-body, um, scale analysis. So I have a, an in-body body composition, uh, analysis scale that I'm able to really get a lot of additional information from those clients. So their basal metabolic rate is really important because then I can really customize their plan to make sure it's a good fit for them. I also am able to look a little closer at their, their body fat, their muscle mass, their water, all that kind of fun stuff. And then I'm able to really take that information again and, and truly customize it for that person. Um, and then we do measurements in a before picture, that kind of stuff. But then it's really about weekly follow-ups. And what I tell all my clients is I, I'm here for, for everything. So I let, I do let my clients text me. Um, I think it's really important because when it comes to food, you know, food is everywhere and it's all day, every day. And, you know, you could be at the grocery store and you have a question about a product. You know, I don't want my clients to feel intimidated that they can't text me or ask me that question in that moment. Cause I'm, I'm very visual too. Like I, when I'm in that moment, I'm like, Oh, what's this? How do I do this? You know, and I want I would want to be able to text my, my dietitian as well. Right. And so that's that's one you know major um, aspect of not just the accountability, but just what I offer to my clients. Um, so yeah, it's a weekly follow ups. Uh, they come in, do a scale analysis, and then we we really sit down and just chat about goals. We talk about you know weekly challenges. We talk about um, maybe some successes and what went well this week. Um, as well. We don't just focus on negative, of course, but I really want to just help my clients prepare for essentially the worst. Like if they have a party coming up, how, how do we prepare for that? How do we approach a party in a happy, healthy way? Like you don't need to avoid going to the party. First of all, I'm definitely not a fan of that. You got to go to the party. Uh, but there are ways to, you know, I guess, approach it in a healthier way. You don't need to binge eat or binge drink in order to have a good time. Um, and so it's really just education and, and teaching them how to do that. Sure. So now when you're working with people, are you, are you detailing out like specific nutrition plans or just giving general guidance or like, what I, do you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a, I have a general protocol that I use. Um, and then each client gets uh, very you know, a little bit more specific as far as how many calories, um, my macronutrient breakdown is, is pretty much the same for everybody, but could be different if they have a, um, like a disease or condition that would require them to have more, um, you know, like with my, my type two diabetics or my type one diabetics, um, I switch things up a little bit for them. Um, I also have quite a few females who have like PCOS and sometimes we have to change things up for them. Um, but pretty much everybody else can really follow this, this same protocol with just a few little tweaks. Um, I guess one of the major things I do for each individual is, you know, I know this sounds silly and I know it sounds really simple, but this is where people struggle is we map out what a day in the life of them would look like time wise. And so when they would eat, 
their, their breakfast, when they would eat a snack, when they would, you know, we, we map that out for each person. You know, right now I work with a lot of nurses who might work, um, you know, overnights or they might work 12 hour shifts. I have teachers who are trying to work around their schedules of, well, I guess virtual and in person, but then, you know, just they don't get breaks, you know? And so when I'm telling them to eat a snack, they're like, I don't know when I'm going to eat a snack, (laughs) you know? So we have to work around that challenge. Um, and you know, I have to help show them that they, they can do it. It, It's an, it's a minor obstacle, but that they can do it. Yeah. It's just like exercise, right? Like if you don't actually schedule it out, it's never going to happen. So it's so easy to just skip it and then move on to the, or move on to another time or try and move on to another time or, you know, then I find myself just binge eating at the end there. You know, get, yeah, you know, that's what I was just going to say. That's exactly right. Is that's, that's what happens is I have so many people, you know, skipping breakfast or skipping lunch and then come five o'clock when work is over or, you know, the kids are home and then all of a sudden they're feeling extra stressed because they haven't nourished their body all day right. or, and, or, you know, honestly, the big thing is, drinking water. You know, so many people, uh, when my clients get to their goal, I, I ask them, you know, well, what are some things that you learned or what do you feel was really beneficial? And I kid you not nine out of 10, or maybe even 10 out of 10, I don't know. People will say water, really? water was like a big thing. Like they were not drinking enough water before they started. And that was a game changer for them. And it makes me sad that so many people are just walking around dehydrated and struggling because they're not drinking water. Like one of those things I feel like, uh, to human nature. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, other than like scheduling things out, do you have people like track what they're eating or track their macros or things like that? Do you use an app or anything or? I do. Um, you know, this actually kind of goes back to, you know, kind of how COVID has changed things a little bit for me and my business. Um, you know, from March to May, you know, I was seeing most of my clients virtually and uh, I was working with an app called my fitness pal, which most people have heard of my fitness pal or used it at some point in time. Um, but one of the issues with my fitness pal is that it doesn't allow me as a professional to really connect with my clients. And so I found out very quickly that 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 my fitness pal wasn't going to work with COVID because I'm trying to zoom with my clients and they're trying to hold their phones up and show me, you know, their their food logs and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work, and because then I can hardly see it. I'm like, what does that say? So um, I actually have a I have quite a few distant clients in different states all around the country, and one of my clients in New Jersey introduced me to an app called Fat Secret. And it's an app that allows me to connect with my clients. And so since then, I've had all my clients switch over um, to this app because it even gives me a daily summary of all of my clients, how many calories, how many carbs, proteins, fat, everything. Every single day, I can just quickly scroll through, see all of my clients, see how they're doing. And and that helps me because then if I see any red flags, I can reach out to that person right away and be like, Hey, is everything okay? What's going on? You know, whereas with with my fitness pal, I was just kind of out of the loop. Yeah. 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 That's a new one. I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What would you say, uh, or who are some of your biggest influencers? Oh gosh. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say I really have a lot of big influencers. Um, you know, I guess taking it back to, uh, you know, even just high school, just being inspired to be a dietitian and help others. That was a big influence, but a lot of, uh, my influencers just come from seeing people who like work really hard and inspire others. One of, I guess, one of my most recent examples would be, you know, Kobe Bryant and a lot of his, yeah. you know, whole mantra and, and mentality just is always inspiring to me. And um, that's, you know, really important because one of his big, you know, mottos was, I want to inspire other people, not just to be good basketball players, but to also be just good human beings. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I find that really important. Um, and then I guess this is kind of the other side of me outside of nutrition, but John Muir is one of my favorite, uh, all time, uh, nature lovers. I I'm a nature lover and he constantly inspires me with all of his writings and, and essays and things like that. So I pull a lot of his quotes and things like that to just help keep me grounded. Yeah. Um, and just kind of along those lines too, uh, about nature, um, just since I've known you in the past year, you're a huge national park fan. Yes. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that. And just, yeah, you've been all over the place. So, yeah, I, I need to get an account updated, um, but I'm pretty sure, so there's um, 61 parks, actually maybe 62 now. Um, they might have signed another one, I can't remember. Um, and I think I've been to about half of them now, um, which is crazy. You know, we've we've conquered the West Coast quite a bit. Like we've done, we've done most of the West Coast. Um, California, we actually kind of doubled up. We, we did a trip back in 2017 in the winter. And got to see, you know, the sequoias and Yosemite and a lot of those national parks in the wintertime, which is really magical. Um, but then we just took the kids. We just got back last week, actually, uh, to California. We surprised them and took them all over the parks there and, and had a great time. Um, but, yeah, I, I I love nature, love hiking, love challenging my family. Um, you know, my, my kids are still young. I have a 10 and a 6.5-year-old and, and my 6.5-year-old. She, we climbed a mountain. We went to the top of Yosemite Falls yeah. and it was a very challenging hike. And even my husband and I said, you know, this is probably one of the harder hikes that we've done just because the terrain was so rough. And, and it was a 2,700 um, feet elevation gain um, throughout the hike um, and a, a little over seven miles. And my six and a half year old. It, it took some a lot of convincing, but she did it. And at the end of the hike, she's she's crying and she's like, "I'm never climbing a mountain again." And I'm like, "You just wait. Someday you are gonna climb a mountain again, and you're gonna look back on this, and you're gonna be so proud of yourself." Yeah. And what's funny is since then, she tells everybody that she climbed a mountain. <laughs> That's a lot of cool memories, though. Like you said, sure. I love I love what nature brings out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, another like really fascinating thing I think about you is not, you kind of touched on this before, but you like to run, you've run some marathons, but you also travel the world to run these marathons. So can you touch on that a little bit too? 
Absolutely. Um, one, yes, one of my other passions is running, of course. And um, one of the other ways I stay healthy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, right now I'm working towards the World Marathon Majors um, Challenge. If you've never heard of that, it's, it's basically the top six marathons in the world. And I started this goal back in 2012 when I ran the Boston Marathon and kind of just got this whole goal goal going in motion. And honestly, when I set this goal back in 2012, I was at a very different stage in my life. I was working at Mercy part-time. I had a one and a half year old and I just had one child. Uh, And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I don't really know that I even knew what that meant when I said, I'm going to do this, but it seemed very impossible at the time because at the time I hadn't traveled across the big pond. I had not done any of this. And then um, starting in 2015, um, I ran the Berlin marathon and then 2016 ran Chicago for the second time. And then 2017 got into New York city and then 2018, um, did not run a major 2019 London. And I was supposed to run Tokyo this year. Um, but then of course with COVID, uh, that kind of put a damper on everything. So I'm, I'm really bummed about it because I was so looking forward to accomplishing this crazy goal. Uh, but I just have to put it off for a few more years now. Um, cause we don't even know if the Tokyo 2021 marathon is going to happen. At this point, just because we don't, th- they don't think that there's going to be a vaccine yet. Right. Um, at that point, because it's in it's in March. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking at 2022. So. Okay. Oh, that's a that's a bummer. That's only. Yeah. But I guess it gives you uh, gives you a goal and something to shoot for uh, long term, right? It does. It does. And you know, I I have a lot of marathons still here in the states that I'm I'm running as well and are trying to run and. Eventually, my goal is to do every continent, every country, every state. So we'll see, you know, like the long-term goal. I have lots of long-term goals. But <laughs> That's that awesome. my, my most immediate goal is finishing the majors and then um, and then probably just start working towards a lot of the states because I don't know if we're going to be able to travel abroad here in the next year. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's still just up in the air. It's so right. interesting. Interesting, but difficult times. So. Yeah. Uh, and then this year, so because I don't get to go to Tokyo and because I've had to find other marathons to run, um, I'm actually participating in the London virtual marathon here in a few weeks. Oh, cool. These are the ages of COVID. We've got uh, virtual marathons now. Yeah. It's Um, interesting. Like I never would have imagined. No, it's crazy. I, I would have never, ever, ever imagined doing a virtual marathon. Yeah. No, not at all. And I really don't want to do it, but I feel like I'm, I'm forced to do it, you know, just because one of my other major goals this year was to get to my 20th marathon in 2020. Yeah. And now, now in order to do that, because all my, my marathons were canceled, um, I basically have to do virtual if I want to make that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it'll be a story, right? It'll be a story. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm look back on this. I'll be like, wow. Yeah. A virtual marathon right yeah yeah i've had several clients as well that have had to you know their their races have got postponed so their plans have changed completely yeah so, yeah it's been interesting um no you're pretty athletic yourself do you, can you i guess can you just explain who you work with your clientele is it athletic population or is it just general population both like what's that look like 
I would say my my primary um, population that I work with are are women, you know, ages anything from 18 to 80. I mean, honestly, but I would say, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s are probably my 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 main population. Yeah. Um, I do I do have plenty of male clients as well. They all are killing it right now. Um, and I also have some athletes that I work with. Um, you know, I have a, a football athlete that, you know, he's looking to try and gain some weight, gain some muscle, but do so the right way. You know, we said earlier um, in our conversation that, you know, we didn't know any of this stuff in high school. And so one of the things that I would love to do is just get, reach out to more of that population because I feel like if I would have had somebody telling me that information at that age, I could have been so much better earlier on in high school versus my senior year. So that's, that's uh, a a small part of my population, but I would love for that to grow just because I think it's, it's a need, you know, it's out there. Um, And then I also have a few other just younger clients, like around 12, 14 years old that just want to learn how to eat healthy. And they're kind of on the verge of, um, wanting to start lifting weights and starting to get into sports and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun catching, catching the kids, even at that younger age too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so difficult. Like, you know, I've got three boys now and just, we, you know, we try and always eat healthy and try and instill that on them as well. But it's so hard. <laughs> hard. And I think the biggest thing with that is as a parent that you can do is just education. Yeah. You know, I, I decided to take that route instead of, you know, avoiding things because uh, I once had a dietitian who uh, mentored me in one in my internship. And one of the things I'll never forget, she told me was that never, never deprive your kids of anything just because you're a dietitian and you don't want them to have a lot of the like Doritos and Cheetos and stuff like that, or you don't want them to have soda, you don't want them to have certain things. Don't, don't tell them they can't have it because what's going to happen is someday they are going to rebel and they are going to binge. And that's not good. That's not what we want. And we actually had that happen to one of her kids. And so she was kind of dealing with the repercussions of that. And so she was kind of telling me about this in the moment. She's like, don't do it. With someday when you have kids, don't do it. So I've always remembered that. And so I've decided to, you know, just focus on education. And so I've taught my kids, you know, how to read a food label. You know, my son, my son at one point would just go and try and pile up his plate with a bunch of snacks. Uh, we eat like the pirate's booty, little cheesy puff. They love those. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my kids are addicted to those. And it, he'd pile up his plate, and we look at his plate, and I'm like, "Buddy, that's like three servings." And he's like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's three servings." So I make him go and put it back, so it was just like one serving. And then I, I, what I say is, you need to have some kind of a protein with that. You know, if you're going to have some kind of a carb type snack, you need to have some protein. So my kids are fully aware of what foods have protein, what foods have carbohydrates, how to read food labels. My son also has a peanut allergy. So he's been reading food labels since he was five, um, just to pay attention to the allergen statement. When I was going to ask, like, what age do you think is uh, an appropriate age to start teaching that? Um, Honestly, I started teaching my daughter even like two or three because my daughter is a carboholic. And she, she would eat all things carbs if she could. And so I had to start saying, you need to eat a protein. And then I knew she didn't know what a protein was, 
But then that, that would cause her to say, well, what's a protein? Yeah. And so then I would give her three different options of what she could choose as a protein snack. And then she just over time started to learn that. And she knows, she knows what I'll say now when she asks, can I have a snack? She's like, oh, you're going to tell me I can have a cheese stick or yogurt or, you know, <laughs> and she rolls her eyes at me. Um, and she's only six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think it's never too early, honestly. And then as soon as they're able to start reading or even, you know, with all this virtual learning, if you're at home, like practicing reading with your kids, start having them read a food label or have them reading the boxes uh, and containers of foods to learn that. Yeah, no, that's a great idea of something I think we will start implementing with our kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, my kids too, they're super eager to learn. Uh, even this morning, my oldest was asking what chemicals were. Yeah. I can like, gosh, how do I explain what a chemical is to a five, almost six-year-old? My first question was like, where, where do you hear that word? Like, right. <laughs> well, there's different types of chemicals. It's like, right. yeah. What are, what are we referring to? Well, so yeah, that's, that was one of my questions too, but uh, it came from mom and mom told him so they were, we were talking about school. We had to go to school this morning for school pictures, uh, but he's doing virtual learning. So it was kind of his first time back at school. And I think she was talking to him the other day about just using chemicals to clean and kill germs and different things. Yeah. Like that. So that was his big question. He's like, what are, what are chemicals? What are these chemicals that she was talking about? What do they do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good luck with that one. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. He's always got deep thoughts. Like he's there. Yeah. He's a smart kid. That's know. awesome. Yeah. He's yeah. very mindful and in tune with, with, everything around him it sounds like right. yeah no so i think that's where i need to uh i didn't even think about like teaching him how to read a food label uh, when we talk about different types of foods and, and whatnot okay. but um yeah reading i mean reading a food label is probably should be taught in schools anyways and it's not or at least it wasn't when i was in school and it, I agree. It's it's still you, not, you don't yeah. know you don't know what's going on and they're kind of evolving too and they're changing a little bit and you know Food companies will kind of sneak things onto the label, and if you don't know what different things are called, and absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and like what I had to teach my son, you know, too, even just with like his peanut allergy, is that just because it says it doesn't have peanuts, he has to also check and make sure it's not made in a peanut facility because then yeah. there's often that. Um, and then you know, just as I'm educating my clients, you know, some of them who are you know gluten free or can't have ingredients, you know, just learning that the ingredients are on the label. This is what you look for. Um, it's just like, I feel like everybody should know that. Right. Yeah. They don't. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say kind of moving on from that? What would you say are qualities that make uh, a successful client for you? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, the big thing that comes to my mind is just being coachable, you know, just like any, any other, you know, service that you would provide, you know, whether it's physical therapy or personal training or nutrition or anything, it's just having a, a client that's coachable and willing to listen and willing to learn and, and know that they don't know everything and that they're seeking out a professional for a reason. Right. And, you know, cause I have a lot of clients. I mean, I, I I'm not joking we'll, that will come in and be like, I know what to do. I know how to eat healthy. Yeah. 
but then, then my question is like, well, then you're here for a reason, you know? And I think a lot of that is that we don't know everything about everything. And that's why we got the professionals that we do. Um, and so I always just ask that people, you know, listen and do, do what they can to the best of their abilities, uh, to follow my instructions and they'll be successful. And that's the thing is like, so all you have to do is just listen and be coachable. Yeah. Um, also persevere is a big thing. Um, you know, clients who give up, you know, on, after one hard day, you know, that that's a struggle for me as their coach and for them, you know, to be successful. And so, you know, just having that mentality that there are going to be hard days and they're going to be easy days, but you just got to keep, keep working hard and keep moving forward right. and you can't give up. Yeah, right. Yeah, keeping your eye on the the overall picture and the long term goal, I think is super important. Like you said, just persevering. Um, and it can be, like you said, it can be really hard uh, some days or super easy some days. But as long as you've got that end goal in mind and keeping that in sight, I think that's that's really important. Um, and just also, to touch on um, what you mentioned earlier too about like everyone or, or a lot of people think they they know how to eat or they know what to do. Like, I think that's one of the, the hardest things for me when I have people in my clinic and I try and get them to call someone like you and everyone, I, you know, I always get that kind of pushback too. It's like, well, I know what to do. Like I'm, I'm fine there. It's like, well, are you? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the thing is even if you think you know what to do, you might know what to do, but you don't know the most efficient and effective path to get there. Right. And that's where any professional in any way that you're seeking out a professional, like I think about finances, like, do I know how to budget my money? Absolutely. Yeah. But do I know the fastest, most effective way to get to my, my long-term financial goals? Probably not. Like my financial advisor is going to be the one to, yeah. get me on that path right well it's the same exact thing with nutrition or exercise or anything like that professional is there to help you be more efficient and effective yeah yeah and i've got uh, gosh i've got several personal trainers right now that i'm working with and just like to your point like they know how to exercise they know how to progress different exercises and what to do but they don't know everything yeah. uh, and there's obviously there's things that they know that I don't know, but you know, they they need that like little extra guidance um, to show them, like you said, the most efficient path to reach their goal. Exactly. Now, Jess, uh, is there any other, is there anything else you want people to know about you or about expedition wellness that we haven't talked about? Gosh, I think we covered a lot of it. I mean, just the biggest thing is that I, I love to help people and I really want to help people reach their goals, whatever they might be. Um, I'm a very goal oriented person myself. And so I try to help people stay motivated and, and get to their goals. Just like I'm always reaching for my goals too. I never stop, you know, I, I achieve one goal and it's on to another and then it's on to another. And I want to help other people live a life like that because I feel like the more you continue to strive for goal after goal after goal, the more fulfilled you, you will be. Now, if people want to learn more about you and about Expedition Wellness, how can they do so? Yeah. So I, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, at Expedition Wellness Coach. 
Uh, I'm also on Pinterest uh, for, for recipe ideas and things like that. Uh, my website is www.exhibitionwellnesscoach.com. And that's where you can do all of your scheduling. You can find out a little bit more information about me um, and kind of go from there. Awesome. Well, Jess, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, awesome. It's great talking to you too. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life, head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.